Welcome back to another episode of the B2B Founder Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Trainer. As the year has come to a close, how do you plan on kickstarting your business? Founders have experienced 2020 in very many different ways, but the one thing they need to focus on now is how to quickly adapt to the changing times as buyer preferences have changed with it. Listening to your buyer's needs can be a game changer for your business. Today, we focus on being buyer-centric with best-selling author, consultant, and repeat guest, Michael Haynes. We talk about touching base with your customers as well with your team to make sure businesses rise back up as we move through Q4. In this episode, we'll also talk about zeroing in on the buyer-centric approach, how are B2B companies faring in 2020, reinforce decision-maker confidence on risk-adverse buyers, and by the way, most buyers are risk-adverse, three key things you need to deliver to your buyers. And finally, Michael will share with us his growth framework. Refocus, reignite, and rise in these challenging times by tuning into the podcast. Enjoy, and now on to the interview. Hey, Michael, welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me, Brett. Great to be back. It's crazy. This is part two. I can't even say it's part two. It's the second time through because I believe you were episode eight, um, which puts us back in July of last year. So well over a year since you've been on the show, which is crazy. Is it July of last year or July of 2018? Oh my God, I don't know. I think it was a little... You might be, well, episode 68, we've done a weekly episode, so it would have been July of 19. Is it July of 19? Okay, yeah. so. I know right. it feels like I've been doing this for a decade, but it <laughs> hasn't been quite No, time, well, you so. know, between all the craziness we're enduring and, you know, yeah, it's just hard to keep track of time now. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Some days it feels like we've been in this for 18 months and other days it seems like we're flying through it. So, yeah, exactly. so anyway, welcome back. And Thank you. Maybe for the folks who didn't catch the first episode, you know, just give us a, a quick intro on, you know, what you're working on these days, who you're working with, and, you know, we'll get off and running. Sure, Brett. Thanks. So my name is Michael Haynes. I'm an SME uh, customer and marketing strategy advisor. So I'm all about working with your SMBs and startups, really more so now, um, predominantly now with SMBs, but all about empowering them with strategies and action plans uh, using a very buyer-centric approach as to how they're going to acquire, retain, and grow those business clients uh, that they seek. Uh, Doing a lot of work predominantly in the service-based side of things. So your professional services, financial services, IT. Those are probably some of the three big areas that I've worked with. From a startup perspective, though, I've covered all kinds of sectors, education, transportation, biotechnology. Uh, But in all scenarios, really focusing on taking that buyer-centric approach and providing those strategies and action plans, really empowering the SMBs, the founders, with those tools and capabilities to really engage at that buyer level so that they can grow their revenues, gain more upsells, cross-sells, retain their clients, grow those clients, and ultimately grow their businesses. Yeah, we definitely have a shared passion for the buyer-centric approach to it. <laughs> and it's I think essential, the movement's right? finally starting to catch on a little bit. Yeah, it, it's essential. It's, it's the way to move forward in B2B, and particularly in these times now, it's critical 
being customer centric in B2B is not good enough. You have to be buyer centric. And that really has to drive your marketing, your sales, your product development activities, your customer experience. It must be buyer driven. Being customer centric is just not good enough in B2B, particularly when you're trying to get into those larger organizations, your mid markets, large governments, corporates. That buyer centricity and buyer focus and delivery is quite critical. Yeah, no, 100% agree. And I think we're finally starting to see some of the change. It's you know, more in mid-market. I'm seeing some folks starting to grasp that, that transition from it, but, you know, slow and steady. And two, the other reason I like having you on the program is that you're not just technology, right? A lot of the times people think, oh, startups, it's got to be tech and SaaS. And it doesn't, man. There's a lot of really good opportunities. And I think your approach with helping enable these companies, you know, makes a lot of sense and it's, it's kind of foundational. So maybe to start us off, you know, last time we talked, you know, times we were in normal times, things were going, we talked about your book and you know, what are you seeing now? Right. I think we're seeing a little bit of everything, but I'd love from your perspective, I'm sure you're seeing a little bit of everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, and you know, Sure, Brett. So, yeah, so I'm working internationally. So I'm based in Australia, but working with SMBs and startups here, the U.S. and Canada. It it is a bit of a mixed bag when we're talking from an SMB uh, standpoint. You've got some businesses that are really trying to take off and grow uh, by virtue of where they're operating in, the nature of their services, particularly around technology and enabling that virtual delivery and fulfillment of your products and services. So they're on a big growth trajectory. So they're all about how can I really take things to the next level. You have a lot of businesses that are looking to how they can uh, recover because they've been in lockdown. Uh, You know, a lot of clients in this environment have, uh, you know, gone cold. They've frozen contracts, prospects have dropped off. And so now it's, okay, how do we re-kickstart the business? Uh, So yeah, it's a bit of a mixed bag. So some are in survival mode, some are looking to recovery. How are we going to be moving forward? Because the various government assistant programs here in Australia, we have JobKeeper. I think in the U.S. it's PPP. Yeah. And in Canada, something else. A lot of those things will be coming to an end soon. So recovery, how are we going to regenerate revenues? You know, how are we going to get the business moving forward? How are we going to navigate the new norm, this new norm, this next norm, which is going to be very virtual? So there's various stages which uh, businesses are at. But I think a lot of SMBs, SMEs are very resilient um, as our startups, entrepreneurs. And so the view now that we're getting closer to the end of 2020, it's okay, we've got to get things going. How do we move forward? And with that, it's going to present some challenges, Brett, uh, because the nature of the B2B buyer and what they're doing and how they're behaving has changed. So it's about really adapting and really being in tune with that to really define how you're going to take your SME, your startup, and take your business forward. Yeah, no, and it's good. And we're, we're seeing a lot of the same things here, right? Some people have hunkered down and trying to ride this out. Others are like, man, there's opportunity. We're going after it. And I think we're now to the point that, you know, the stimulus programs are running out. You know, there's really not a clear cut end in sight to, you know, the lockdowns and or the, the quarantines. And, you know, in the States, we talked offline. It's, you know, we got 50 different plans going on here. So, these startups really need to be thinking about, we're going to have to push forward, right? There's not an unlimited amount of cash they can sit on the sidelines and wait. So what are some of the things and approaches you're advising your clients right now to approach, you know, Q3, Q4, Q4 this year as we start to look to next year? What are some of the, the key advice or what are you having them work on to start to 
either I think you use your ignite or uh, ref, I think I've used your word refocus, reignite, and then, then rise. So maybe kind of talk sure. us through how you're approaching this with your clients. So uh, Brett, I think you and I are very aligned because the first step is really about, yeah, refocusing and really stepping back and uh, looking, talking with, starting with your current customers. So who are those current customers? Who are those buyers? You need to start having some discussions with them. So getting onto the phone, getting on Zoom, and having some meaningful discussion with those decision makers. Because one, you need to understand who are those current decision makers and influencers right. in those organizations, because that may have changed. You really want to understand where they're at right now, what are their priorities, and what are they looking to do. Very important that you get a handle on that, because that's really going to inform how you're going to proceed and moving forward. So that really needs to be kind of step one is talking to your buyers and trying to talk to a cross range of them. So if you can talk to the ones that love you, the ones that kind of ugh, lukewarm hate you, maybe even talking to some that have left as well so, and, and those that haven't done business with you. Uh, again, at each point, talking to some of those buyers to really understand where they're at, where they're going, what is it they need and yeah, and how you can best, so you can understand how you can best um, service and support them. Got it. And in the case of some of the, the startups and folks that are listening to the show may not have a ton of customers right now. So I think to your point, it's really important to understand from them, you know, the, I don't want to oversimplify the problem that you're solving. So what is it exactly you're hoping to get from the customers with these conversations? Is it what their needs are? Or where, where are you trying to get them to, to drill into? You, you really want to be getting, having discussions with current buyers or even potential buyers when we're talking potential decision maker with startups because you want to understand a number of things, who those folks are, what are their current priorities, you know, around the you know, strategic, operational, financial, what is involved in their buying and decision making process. So what does that involve? What do they do? So what do they look at? Who do they talk to? What do they do as part of their decision making? Are they looking at case studies? Do they engage in briefings and meetings with their peers? Do they want free trials? Is it diagnostics? Do they want to be able to talk to some of your other clients? Do they want to look at testimonials? Very important that you gain an understanding of what those things are, because those are the elements that are going to define what your marketing and sales engagement practices actually need to be. And then you also want to get an understanding as to, with regards to your product or solution, what is it that they're going to need from you? Because a key component, Brett, now is really going to be around your product and service providers, whether you're a startup, SMB, in terms of how you're going to work with your potential buyers and their teams, because all businesses now, business buyers are looking for decision confidence. They want confidence within themselves to get clarity and focus as to where to go, what they need to be doing, and how you're going to help them get there. So that whole implementation and really spelling out for the buyers, how you're going to work with them and their teams to get there is crucially important. You really need to define what happens next after the transaction occurs, how you're gonna work with them. And it's changing the game now from selling to really being an expert advisor and partner, and it's about working with. So that's really kind of the nature. So you wanna be having some of, those, some of those detailed discussion to really unpack and get an understanding of those elements. Yeah, and it makes, that makes a lot of sense. And now you may actually have a little bit of time where when everything back in the, you know, the old days, Everybody's running around, their heads cut off. They're trying to figure out, there's no time to do anything. We don't have time to talk to customers. But now it's absolutely critical to take that time. And I also love the point, you know, you and I have the, that, the same thought on it. It's the entire buyer process, right? 
It's not just, hey, we got signed the deal, money's transferred, welcome aboard, you know, we'll talk to you in six months. It's really about that end to end. So, hey, we're going to help you facilitate the buying process. You know, here, welcome aboard. Here's what's onboarding is going to look like. Here's what after. Here's the services. So really building it as a full end to end. I don't want to even call it a process, but you know, what, to your, what you said, what you can expect, right, as a buyer that you want to not only feel good about the purchase that, you know, it's, uh, uh, I don't want to say it's not even risk. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but yeah, it's, it's well, just it, not. You're, you're right. You are right. It is risk to a degree. And I think the key thing I'd like to really emphasize to listeners is that you really have to understand that buyers are looking for decision maker confidence. So you want to be coming in as the advisor to say, and giving them some ideas, insights, recommendations as to what they can do to help get where they want to go. Because business buyers right now are really looking for that assistance, advice, and guidance. So a good way to kind of get into the door and really build some engagement instead of providing them with some options and ideas as to, you know, what are the opportunities of what they can do, how they can achieve those objectives, what opportunities exist out there. So really providing those insights. So it might be, you know, guiding them to external research that they can leverage and, you know, are you aware of the opportunities within this space and technology, for example, and how you might be able to use that to restart and grow your business. So a lot of it's going to be started with providing that insights, guidance, and help that they're looking for. That's a really good way to get things going because that's what buyers, the decision makers, are ultimately looking for. And then showing the link as to how your product or solution is going to help them achieve that. Yeah, and then that's such a good point because that is going to be such a differentiator in the short term because many companies, especially more legacy-based companies, really are going to have a hard time doing that. They're just not structured that way. They haven't been coached that way. They haven't been educated that way. You know, you're going to go through, you know, silos as you progress through larger companies. And the benefit and the advantage of being a smaller company is you can create that seamless experience. And, you know, the, the analogy I like to use is, you know, the old auto dealer, right? It used to be, I had to go talk to you, the auto dealer. I had to come in and ask you about features and benefits. How much is this going to cost? I was completely reliant on you to understand what's in that car. Now I've done all the research online, so you better have all your info and content there. I'm looking at the competitors to see what they have. And when I'm coming in, I'm looking for somebody to get me through the process quickly, knows what they're talking about and how this fits into my, my bigger picture. So I think, and you're, you're, you're spot on with, with what you're working with, with people and, you know, it's easier said than done, but if you can get it and do it right, it's going to be a huge advantage. It will be a huge advantage. And you're quite right. That point that you've raised, Brett, about uh, business buyers having done a lot of their own information and research, if you can help them navigate and distill through that to really say, well, what are the opportunities? What are the risks? What are the implications for you? To help them make sense of that and helping to guide them as to what they need to do, that is going to be a big differentiator. And yes, it is going to take a fair bit of work, but in this environment now, uh, Brett, buyers are very uh, risk averse. And they're looking for that decision-maker confidence. There's going to be more consensus building that they're going to want to be making, liaising with more of their peers. Even, even if you're an SME or a startup selling to another SME, there's still going to be multiple decision-makers. People are going to want to make sure they're covering themselves. So right. if you can really provide that guidance, provide that support, and really map out the roadmap of how you're going to help them get to where they want to go and help them distill through the noise, 
and making the buying process easier at the same time, then that's going to be a big differentiator. And once you get in, they're going to stick with you and they'll likely refer for you, be a source of advocacy, which will be a growth engine in and of itself. Yeah. And by the way, I'm going to steal and I'll give you full credit though. Decision maker confidence. I don't know if that's your term or not, but I love that. I mean, I think I may have come across that in a Forbes article, but certainly it's definitely from what I've seen from talking to business folk, that's really what they're looking for. Everyone's trying to figure out what's next. What do I do? There's been a lot of throwing around the term, well, just pivot, go online, digitize, do your digital transformation. And for a lot of businesses, they're like, well, what does that mean? So I just go on to Zoom and I just have a Zoom meeting. Well, what does that really mean? You know, what does it mean to pivot? And for many business leaders, business owners, that doesn't really make, that doesn't tell them a lot as to what to do, how to grow, how to keep your clients, how to grow clients, how to navigate the volatility that we're going to be seeing in this next normal. So yeah, it's really changing the lens from selling to being that expert advisor partner. And I would say implementer. And it's about working with the clients, uh, not just showing up and selling to them. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. And it, it is, it's a good change. I mean, I think we're heading in that way where you're the that expert and advisor. I mean, those are the salespeople that are winning right now are the ones that the buyer has confidence in that they're solving their, their problems. So now the, the good thing is small companies, the messaging they can probably get pretty quickly, but the, I guess the next step is, all right, we figured out, at least we think <laughs> we know what the customers, we know what our messaging looks like. We're, we're getting into the processes. Now do we actually have to build processes around it or what do you, what do you advocate there that, now that we're going to have these conversations and we're starting to drive people, you know, is this a, you don't want so, to wing it, right? <laughs> no, you don't want to wing it. So once you've had these conversations, and even if you've only had conversations with a small subset of decision makers, uh, you'll start to get a sense of what are some of these priorities. Then you can go back into your you know, respective companies, your SMBs, your startups, and, work, and start workshopping with your teams around kind of what I say fundamentally are the three key things that you need to go to market and deliver in terms of what do you need to deliver to these buyers, to these customers that you're going after. So it's not just the product and or service itself. So you want to be looking at that. Are there any particular capabilities, modifications you need to make? But what information, advice, tools as part of the buying decision process do you also have to provide to them to help them in their decision making? So that's one thing. Then looking at uh, in terms of how you're going to deliver. So based on your understanding of those buyers, of those decision makers, in terms of what the priorities, requirements are, what does that mean in terms of, you know, your service and support levels, the customer experience that you need to provide, the buyer experience you need to provide, hours of operation, are you going to be, and how how are you going to provide that service and support? Is it 24-7? Is it by phone, chat? And then, so by having those discussions, you'll be able to start to distill what sorts of different things you need to be changing, introducing, to deliver in terms of how you deliver to your customers. And then the third element is about how you both promote to and engage with those business buyers. Uh, so based on your understanding of what they look at and who they talk to, do you need to be on podcasts? Do you need to be doing executive briefings and workshops? Do you need to be uh, online dealing with your relevant trade and industry association? Do you need to be at virtual events? Do you need to have blogs, articles? So based on having those understandings of those buyers, again, of who they are, their priorities, 
what they look at, how they buy, what they're expecting from you, then that can really map out what you need to be doing across those three things of what to deliver, how to deliver, how to promote and engage. Because those three elements fundamentally are the three core things that every startup and SMB needs to be delivering to their uh, customers. But it's about being buyer-driven, delivering to the needs of buyers and users. Because quite often, Brett, as I'm sure you've seen, many times there's a tendency to focus at the user level, but not recognizing who's in the boardroom, who's running the show, what do they need? And again, in this environment, they're going to go with product service providers that can work with them and provide that buyer and enablement, that guidance, support, and advice. And so if you're only focusing on features and benefits of your, you know, software as a service, you know, your consulting solution, but you haven't looked at that broader buyer level, then you can miss out opportunities. You may not fall into the consideration set of the decision makers when they're looking to expand their spend, renew contracts, because they may not be aware and may not be receiving the value that you can be potentially providing for them. Yeah, that makes sense. And looking at your second point, so if we've got limited time, limited resources, basically the message is you can't go wrong if you prioritize off the buyer needs, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Start there and work backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, Brett, and in this environment, it's the decision makers, it's the buyers that will determine whether or not you're going to be getting your foot in the door, you know, whether you're going to win that first contract, or if you're currently with them, whether or not they're going to renew. And in this in- environment of uncertainty, volatility, it's the decision makers we need to be focusing on and making sure that they've got that confidence, clarity and direction to say, yes, I'm going to open up my checkbook, I'm going to write that invoice, and I'm going to spend with you. I love that. Confidence, clarity, and direction. You're just a quote machine today. This is good. (laughs) Oh, no, Brett. It's just been me spending lots of time talking to SME folks, startup folks, going to lots of virtual events, and really just trying to dial in as to where folks are. I try to practice what I preach, I guess, and just really trying to dial in of where things are at and what is it that folks really need. And and that's so important, right? To cut through the noise, get super focused on what you need to do to drive the business, and then you know, concept I've been playing with on the engaged side, which I'd love to get your perspective. And you know me by now, I like my super simple analogies, right? So as, as we're growing our businesses, you know, there's people that know they have a problem and they know you to sell it, right? So all day long, you should be maximizing those folks. And then the next level you get to people that know you, but don't know they have a problem. And then on the flip side, know you or don't know you, but have the, they know they have a problem. And so you're starting to reach people outside of, I thought maybe there's a way to prioritize, but in some conversations, I'm thinking, you know, one's educate, one's awareness, but you probably do both those at the same time. And then the last one, I think you'll agree, and I'll, I'll shut up, is no. you know, the fourth is people that don't know they have a problem, they don't know you, just avoid them because you're going to yes, wait. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, just don't even bother. I would say in this environment, really, you want to focus on those that know they have a Focus on those that know they have a problem and that they have an urgent problem. Uh, Whether or not they know you or not, well, you can deal with that hurdle, but you want to focus on those that have a problem and preferably those that have an urgent problem or at least focus on the urgent element. Um, Because in this environment right now, unless they're feeling it's urgent, if you're a nice to have, then, well, yeah, maybe, maybe not. But in this environment, everyone wants to, they need to generate revenues, whether they're needing to generate revenues to get the business going, for example, or they're looking to expand their business. So they're looking to see how they can generate 
more revenue to take business to the next level. So if you can hone in on an element that's really of concern, safety is a big thing. So if safety is an element that you can really hone in on because it's something that's urgent, priority, top of mind. So I would say if you can focus on those folks, and I would say focusing on, I guess, the pain points, where there's urgent, where there's pain, where there's that priority, that's really what we want to focus on and how you can help them to those outcomes. I guess with the exception with those who are doing quite well right now, they're looking to take growth to the next level. So they're really looking on that expansion. But for a large number of businesses, it's really going to be focusing on, at least initially, on where they're hurting and where it's most urgent. First, if you can tap into that, I think you'll get more attention faster and you'll be able to likely engage if you can really show how you're going to address those needs and what's the outcome on the other end from dealing with you. Yeah. In good times, you can get away with nice to haves, but in these times it has to be need to haves. And Yes. I think it needs to be need to have, but again, with the exception of there are companies out there that are killing it and they want to know how to take it to the next level. Um, But they're also struggling how to take, they're also feeling pain because in this environment, it can be a bit tricky how to take it to the next level. So there too are having a bit of pain. So if you can focus in on those elements of where they're having issues with those growth aspirations and how you can help them get through some of those barriers, again, it's just a faster way to kind of shorten the cycle and kind of get some momentum going. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And I think everything you said is, is, is spot on. And I guess my next question is, you know, how do you advise these founders and CEOs to kind of drive this, right? It's in theory, it's, it makes perfect sense. We talk to the customers, we got to make sure messaging, but there's a lot of things going on. So is there a, and there's never a simple framework, but is there a, a process or a methodology that you'd recommend or you advise them to follow to help keep track? Cause accountability is so important as you're going through this and uh, absolutely. So uh, I guess a couple of things. One, you want to kind of start off small. I base, when I'm working with clients, I advise everyone around my listen, innovate, grow framework, because that really needs to underpin what you need to do to acquire business clients, retain them and grow them. So the first part is listening. So you need to spend just a bit of time. And so you might start small. So you may only talk to a small number of customers, buyers. Um, so spend a bit of time to get that understanding there, get that clarity. Spend a bit of time to be listening to the market. So that might be, you know, listening on a few virtual events, reading a couple white papers. It doesn't have to be an exhaustive, but you do need to have an understanding of what's going on within your industry, within your geographic market. So spend a bit of time on that. Uh, then a bit of internal reflection as well to understand, well, where should we be focusing on um, as an organization? Where are we strong at? What are our skills? What are our strengths? What kinds of clients are we winning with? What kinds of projects and services where we seem to be really having some traction? So it's worth spending a bit of time uh, doing some workshopping, gathering some of those insights, and then getting some clarity. And so with smaller organizations, it's probably easier. And I'm really big on doing some workshopping so you can get that alignment to say what industries, markets, and customers we're going to be focusing on. So you can, you'll need to spend a little bit of time, but in some good workshopping sessions, you can get some clarity on that. And then that tells you where to focus. Then you want to spend a bit of time and doing a bit more workshopping, setting up some teams to say, how are we going to win? So in terms of what to deliver, how to deliver, how to promote and engage, what are some of the things we're currently doing that we need to maintain? What do we need to change and improve? So again, workshopping and identifying those and then really prioritizing those based on some of those discussions you've had with customers. 
and then starting to implement those. And you'll, you'll want to prioritize and to say, okay, let's go with maybe, you know, two or three key initiatives that we can get started with and then get your teams working cross-functionally together and start working on those. So I would say start small, but start with your listening to get that clarity and understanding to say what markets, uh, industries, the customers, buyers we need to focus on. And then across those three elements, again, do a bit of workshopping, gain some alignment as to what are some of those priorities across what we deliver, how we deliver, how we promote and engage. And you might initially only do one or two for each of those elements and then go from there. Yeah, but the bottom line is get moving, right? <laughs> you need to get moving. Yeah, yeah, you need to get moving. You need to spend to do a bit of work. I think with smaller organizations, startups, SMBs, I think to get that momentum, to be able to gather folks to do, whether face-to-face or virtual workshops, to do some of these key things, and then to put some action plans and some accountabilities around those. Yeah, and I think too, right, I think I'm more of an optimist. You're an optimist, right? We see the, uh, we got to be realist about this, but yeah, now's the time. There is opportunity out there, especially you know, if you're, you're serving nothing but hospitality in some certain industries, it's tough. You're probably already pivoting or moving into a different direction. But, you know, there are businesses spending and there are opportunities out there. And, you know, that's why I really wanted to have you back on the program because I do, you know, want to encourage people to go pick up your book. It's, I can't say, I can almost say it's timeless now that it's been... <laughs> years how long has it been out now two uh, it's been out two years but the principles yeah. really i would say not because it's my book it really applies more than ever because yeah. you really have to be in tune with your customers and your and those buyers within those organizations to find out where are they at right now how can you best serve them right now and in some cases it might be primarily through providing information guidance and advice but if you i think follow some of the steps you can identify what are some opportunities that you can execute initially. And I always say the starting point is with some of those existing clients that you have as well. And look for those potential urgent opportunities where there's urgency and strong pain points. If you can identify those as some starting points, you'll uh, hopefully be able to identify some opportunities where they can be the first priorities in terms of the first actions that you take. Yeah. And make sure you're taking care of your current customers, man. <laughs> you're well, having actual customers you're losing. It's Right. Absolutely, Brett. They help pay the bills, but really going back to them will really help you understand how you can best serve them and also how you can identify other opportunities to serve them as well as ways to, others, to service other elements, other opportunities in the market. So your current clients are your gold because they can help pay the bills now, but you'll have a relationship. You have that trust. You can spend some time with them to really understand how you can serve them more, but also how you can also serve other markets, other customers as well. So they're, they're gold on so many ways and as a source of referral as well too. Nah, makes sense. All right, before I get to my last two questions, is there anything else that you're seeing in the market that's working with some of your customers that you know, we should be thinking about or talking about? From what I'm really seeing in the marketplace, I think, you know, if I think of some of my clients, for example, I've got a couple of professional service firms in Canada. They're doing a lot, of, a lot of listening in terms of interacting with their customers, having some regular uh, review and reset within the company. So once you've identified what are some of the key priorities in terms of what you're, how you're servicing and supporting your customers, really checking in periodically to say, are we doing the right things? What's changed? So there's a lot more iterative 
iterations in terms of kind of checking back in with management across the teams to see how do we need to be changing things, whether it's being in our offerings, how you're servicing them. So as we're getting into looking to plan ahead, I think it's important that you start to, A, start to think about planning ahead, but it's being planning ahead, but being very iterative, doing that, what I call review and reset now has to be done on a much more frequent basis because things are changing. You're going into lockdown, out of lockdown. So having having a a cadence for checking in, having regular meetings with your teams, uh, both from a business perspective to see what's happening, what's changing, but also to be looking after your staff as well. Um, it's important to have that regular engagement internally and having that regular cadence is very, very important now. Yeah, so true. The communication, keeping the staff internal, external, and being ready to, to pivot. <laughs> yeah. Every time we think, hey, what else could happen? I don't even say that anymore because, you know, you just have to have the business ready to go and, and be ready. And I think, you know, we will learn and grow from this over time, but, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time. So, so outstanding. So, Again, I think since the last time on the show, I'm going to ask you one more kind of business question, and I'm going to close with my final question. So, you know, what's what's next for you here in the next couple of months? What's top of mind? What are you working on? Great question. So for me, uh, Brett, I have been working on developing a new coaching program to work with SME um, CEOs and their leadership teams called Refocus, Reignite, and Rise. So it's all about helping those uh, business leaders to work with their teams to develop, again, those strategy and action plans to help them restart the business, um, to be generating revenue to either restart the business as well as to take the business forward. Uh, So all about working with them on a regular basis, advising them on how to understand those buyers, how to enable the buyers, determining what they need to do in the short term, the long term, to uh, generate revenues in the short term, get things moving, and helping them to position for you know long-term sustainability in this volatile, uh, fast-moving environment. So that's pretty much been the focus now in terms of what I've been really focusing in on. It's really helping folks for recovery and you know progress and growth. So that's going to continue to be my focus. Yeah, and I think the key and what I really like about that is this action strategy, right? It's not strategy that's going to be theory and we're going to do three years out. You're more focused on how do we move the business forward yeah. tomorrow, right? It's yeah, it's very, it's very much around understanding, you know, getting a bit of an understanding of what's happening with the markets, with your customers, your buyers, and then let's get some strategies and action plans. I don't believe in the big PowerPoints of, you know, you know, you and I both come from corporate where we've done, you know, pages and pages of decks. It's about, you know, it's really about action plans, having some clarity, some direction, some focus, and then really working through those to really get some momentum. So you can start, you know, getting those contract renewals, start generating some revenues, you know, getting those referrals and really progressing your business forward. Yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. And, you know, keep up the good work. I appreciate it. We'll have you back on here before, but before I let you go, I think the format's changed since episode yeah, eight. Yeah, I think we good. talked about favorite cocktails back then. But, you know, what I ask everybody now is what, what's one thing that you would highly recommend to folks? And it could be professional, personal, you know, what's something that's, you know, been important to you recently? I would have to say it's, it's uh, professional slash personal. Make sure you have time, you have time out to kind of reset yourself mentally, physically, so at spending time with friends, family, it might be whatever it is for you, but having that time to, to look after yourself and have time to reset is very, very important because we can get so subsumed in this 
in these times with, you know, working on our business and trying to get things happen, there's just so much going on, taking that time out, whether it be on weekends, evenings, whatever works for you, but having that regular cadence to have a reset and to look after yourself generally is very, very important because it's easy to let that slip and not do. And it's so important. Yeah, hundred percent agree. It was such good advice. I need to do a better job of that at times. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. But oh, we're all guilty of not doing it enough. But it's something that we all need to try to do on a on a regular basis. Yeah, doesn't have to necessarily be a lot of time, but just giving that time out to kind of yeah reset because there's just so much going on. We all have so much to contend with. Having some some amount of time uh, that you can set to do that reset and just yeah empty the brain, time. man. Stop thinking, just. Yes. Let your mind wander. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. So, all right. So, best place for people to find you. I mean, one, before we get there, I highly encourage people to check out your book. And I'll put links yep. in the show notes to it. It's really good. Two, you've got a lot of great content on your website. Your video yeah, so, is excellent. So, where can people find all this? So, uh, first place to go, I would say, really, is to go to my website, listeninnovategrow.com. And so, there you've got a range of free resources. So, you know, there's a resource tab, which has got your strategy toolkits, checklists, you know, uh, internal audit kits to review your business. The blog section has a range of articles, videos. So, listeninnovategrow.com. There you also find information around the coaching program. And then also, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Uh, so, Michael Haynes, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, reach out. I put out content four to five days a week quite consistently. Uh, but even just DM me, I'm more than happy to have a chat and engage. Awesome. Michael, thank you so much. There's always so much value when we talk. We got to keep, maybe we'll have to bring you back on before uh, another year and um, two months or 60 episodes. So maybe once we do get to a kind of a new normal and things settle down, we'll, uh, we'll check back in with you. Fantastic. Thanks for having me, Brett. It's been a pleasure. Uh, thank, thank you for you. your time. Really appreciate it, Michael. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you. Right. Cheers.